You're listening to a podcast from The Open University. Do you really know what is happening inside your computer? Could you be the victim of a silent and stealthy threat? Will you be the next one to lose your privacy, your identity, perhaps even your liberty? The term Trojan is borrowed from history and the idea of the Trojan horse, which the Greeks used to try and get into the city of Troy. So they had this thing that looked benign, it looked like a gift, it looked like something nice, but inside the belly of the horse, the wooden horse, were Greek soldiers. And the idea is it looks good, it smells good, but actually there's a hidden agenda which is going to do you some harm. My name's Ian Kennedy. I'm a computer forensic investigator And in the course of this podcast, I shall be looking at how one type of militia software, the so-called Trojan horse, can get onto your computer. Kaspersky Labs, good morning. The antivirus company, Kaspersky's Lab, deals with 35,000 threats every day. So how do they get into your computer? Senior researcher, David M. One of the most common methods, and it is increasing, is what's called a drive-by download. In this case... You go into a particularly ordinary website and you get infected automatically. And the way it works is because the cyber criminals will look on the internet for websites that haven't been patched. They've got a loophole in there which allows them to kind of hide their malicious code on the website. There are lots of other ways too of getting viruses onto your computer, through attachments or file sharing for example. It was in 2001 that Julian Green discovered to his horror that his computer had begun automatically connecting to unknown websites. These then downloaded child pornography images to his PC. But worse was to come. Rob Newman of the Solicitor's Kitsons describes how a few months later there was a knock on the door. It was the police with a warrant to remove Mr Green's computer for a forensic examination. He felt very vulnerable, of course, and and very lost and, and extremely anxious about what to do, particularly because... They'd, they'd found images there which he could simply not account for. He knew he was innocent, he knew he'd done nothing wrong, but, of course, establishing that was a major task for him and us. Kitson's commissioned forensic investigator, Martin Gibbs, to investigate Mr Green's computer. There were no search terms, there were no um, typed URLs or anything like that which suggested somebody had been looking for child pornography. So as a result of that, I I extracted all the files and run a uh, virus scanner across the files and identified that that I believe there was about 10 or 11 that had um, various malicious code in them. Julian Green's lawyers were able to argue the Trojan defence. This means that, unknown to him, a virus had got onto his computer and downloaded these pictures. Julian Green was proved innocent, but the stress of the whole incident caused him to lose custody of his daughter and possession of his house. Rob Newman. He came to us uh, as a man in his 40s who'd never been in trouble before, um, family man, life had been turned upside down. Uh, It it was a, a, a horrendous experience for him. It was unlike anything he'd ever known before. But it's not only individuals whose lives can be devastated by the Trojan horse. Whole companies and systems can crash. That's because cyber criminals can take control of not just one, but multiple computers, giving them huge capability. September 20th, 2001, the entire computer system crashed at one of North America's biggest ports, 
the Port of Houston in Texas. David Morrell, Port of Houston's computer analyst who first spotted the glitch, recalls the damage. It could cause a delay in, in making a decision as to, you know, positioning a ship, getting a, a tugboat to a certain place, or tying a ship up to a specific dock or knowing if a dock's available. Along with other types of cyber attacks, the Trojan horse, says David M., is a game of cat and mouse which shows no signs of going away. It's a bit like the classic thing of painting the fourth road bridge. You know, you're never done in one sense. It's a continually moving target. If we were to go back 20 years and, um, you know, talk to the people who started developing antivirus programs and tell them that in 20 years' time there would be millions of threats and they would be as sophisticated as as they are now, they would be amazed. So, you know, the problem keeps developing, keeps evolving, and solutions to deal with it keep evolving as well. And that will continue, I think, in the future. The Trojan Defence was presented by Ian Kennedy, who is studying a PhD in the use of static and dynamic analysis to study the impact of malware on a forensic computer investigation at The Open University. You can find out more about research and courses in computer forensics by going to www.mcs.open.ac.uk.